Welcome to the podcast where we sometimes talk about fitness, but we always talk about nothing. I'm Haley Jones. I'm Mandy Jones. And, and this, this is Jones or Side. Hey, and welcome back to Jones Assassin. Jones Assassin. We are both super excited and yet super exhausted. <laughs> Something about these last week, days, yes. I don't know. It's Ooh, so anyway, but we're back with you today. So this is going to invigorate. Don't they say exercise invigorates you? Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to make you feel greatness in your heart. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be invigorated. <laughs> we're jones sizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, go to Instagram and find us on Instagram at Pod. You can email us at jonesersize at gmail.com. Boom. Lots of ways <laughs> of conversation. Or there's a size pod at Ginger- gmail. Well, if it kicks back, just try the other one. <laughs> <laughs> we clearly check it off. Yeah, we are on there all the time. Um, or you can even follow us individually. Yeah. On the gram. Yeah. So, what are you, Haley? Haley Holt Jones. Okay. You're better than mine. What's yours? Mando? Mine's, mine's Mando W. Jones. Mando W. Mando well, I'm w. just questioning if I should change it to be like Haley Jones or Haley Jones Realtor, but I feel like so many people know me as Haley Holt. No, I think I like Haley Hill Jones a lot. But then people, it was weird today, this weekend, a random like buyer out of nowhere, I was showing a house or one of my listings and um, she was like, are you Haley Holt? And I was like, yes, I am. But what's weird is that like, you haven't, you didn't know me as Haley Holt. So it was so strange because I was like, and then everyone who she knew through me knows me as Haley Jones. It was so strange. That is strange. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That right? is very Anyhow. interesting. Um, all right. So today's episode is super fun because we are, don't worry about that. We are cross training. Yeah. yeah. And our book this month is Living with a Seal by Jesse Itzler. But don't worry if you haven't read it. It's still going to be a good conversation. It's a good conversation. And the book is really good. And really easy to read. Yes. And so if you haven't read it and this sounds interesting, what we talk about, go read it. Yes. And I listened to it on Audible and it was so good. And it, I mean, it really, and I think I'm used to reading really long books. Yeah. So when you get like a readable book. Yes. Or a short one, especially. This, I wanted it to be longer, actually. Yes. I didn't want it to be over. Um, so anyway, but before we get started, let's warm up. Yeah, All right, yeah. Haley, what's up? Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, so basically I live in an old farmhouse. When I say old, I mean, it was built in 1900. Old. Wow. Old. Like originally no bathroom old. Oh, okay. Yeah. That yeah. is old. It, yeah. It's old. Okay. <clears throat> and we just, it's just not done. Like when we moved into it, there was no kitchen and like the plumbing wasn't done. And like there was a septic tank like for like the bathroom, but our kitchen sink literally drained out into the floor. Like there was just a pipe from the sink to the floor. So Shay like plumbed that in and it has its own like sewer line into the backyard or whatever. He's very handy. He is very handy. Um, unlike myself. Yeah. Same. I could probably do it if I put my mind to it, but I just, I'm not interested to do that. Who wants to do that? No one. Anyways. Well, unless it's your job. Yeah. Yeah. If people, you like doing it, really it's your job. It. Yeah. But anyway, right. so basically I, well, first of all, Shane never grew up with a garbage disposal. 
Oh, his first garbage disposal experience was when we renovated our kitchen about probably three years ago, two years ago now, and we put a garbage disposal in. So does it, the, okay. So does that mean overuse or underuse? That means disposal? incorrect use. For okay. example, okay. what I have been nailed into my head is you do not run the garbage disposal unless the water is on. Amen. Yes. Right. Correct. Okay. Thank you. This man will run that thing without the water on. Oh, no, 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 no. And not I've even been that, told that you can only run it with cold water. Like, I've been told cold water, water on, no hot water. Well, and I'm like, he's this motor person. Like, he knows all things about motors. Like, he builds cars yeah. and stuff. And so, I'm, I'm like, he knows about motors. So, yeah. he, I guess he knows it's fine. But, like, this thing has never worked properly. And I keep telling him that. Okay. Because, for example, the dishwasher... And the sink line, they back up into each other. That's not correct. Like, they overflow. Oh, oh I was going to say, no, that is yeah, they correct. Yeah, they right. are connected, but there right. shouldn't be no water from the sink going into the, the dishwasher. dishwasher. No, sorry, right? right, 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 right. Okay, so I don't feel like I can say anything, right? Well, because, well, first of all, he already wants to blow the house up anyways. And should that ever happen, you never heard this. We will delete this episode. No <laughs> one's going to prison. Okay. Yeah. So anyhow, basically this weekend, it all came to a head because I was like cooking something or like making pasta or something. Well, that requires a lot of water and then I drain it. Right. Well, right. so I had to like clear the sink because we had some dishes in there. Well, the water was not going down and I turned the garbage disposal on and it was just like swirling the water. It's just swirling. Nothing happening. Oh no. And I was like, oh. This is a disaster. And I was like, I'm just not going to even tell Shay because. So, what did you do? Well, I just let it slowly go down. Oh, it went slowly down. Slowly down, enough where I could drain this pasta <laughs> and act like everything was fine. But as I was draining the pasta, he comes in and there's clearly the water isn't going. Right. right? And right. he's like, what's wrong with that? And I was like, um, it's not working it's properly. Why well, don't I was like, I think something's wrong with it. And he's like, loses it. What? Blah, blah, blah. And then so he runs it for like five minutes without the water on. He's like, it's fine. It's obviously not fine. No. Because the second I turn the water back on, the water won't go down. And then it's even like, even after you're turning it off, it's like throwing water up. Oh, like, it was um, disgusting. Long story short, the whole line that he added like out to the yard was like just backed up. Oh, stop. So, yeah, we got problems in the same one. Yeah. Yeah. And one day we will have a house where there's, it's just the plumbing is it's just taken care of. Like it was put in correctly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, what do you do? Well, so now, well, I told him, see, I stand by the fact that I don't think this garbage disposal has ever worked correctly to begin with. Okay. Yeah. Probably not. And he, he's like, well, it was the cheap one. And I was like, well, yeah, because if it's a cheap one, it's going to suck. But he also doesn't know what it's supposed to do. Right. See what I mean? Yeah. He's not, he's not a garbage disposal, disposal. Cause even like aficionado. the, yeah, aficionado. <laughs> well, even the dishwasher, like when he loads it, I'm like, why are we putting cups right side up? Oh, Haley. See stop. what I'm saying? <laughs> stop it. That literally makes me anxious. Yeah, I know. Oh, it makes me, literally drives me crazy, but I don't want to say anything. Because... I am a dishwasher Nazi. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, literally, my cause, and I don't know what it is. If Chris just says it's just I'm an expert crammer, I don't no, know. No, you have to get the most bang for your buck in that I, one load. I don't know why you would ever <laughs> say that. 
I mean, I clearly don't ever cram anything anywhere. But no, I, you're right. I, my family loads it. And thank it's not you. right. But no, thank you. It's right. Thank you. I don't want to say anything. I appreciate your work. Yes. I'm going to go redo this. But I will, <laughs> yes, but I will start, I'll turn it around. Yes. And I get so much more in there. Well, and I've had to kind of let that go because I've had to just be like, you know what? Well, first of all, I'm glad that he did it. But also if I wait, say there's not enough for it to be full, right? Right. But it's like 80% full. Yeah. I won't run it. But now I'm just like, I got to let that go because yeah. otherwise the sink. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And then I can't, then it becomes two loads. And so now I'm just like, just do it, Haley. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Isn't that funny? I have to let, like, let all that go too. I don't like to run a dishwasher when it's not at full capacity. Same. It feels wasteful. It's weird. I know. It's What's like wrong with us? Our moms. I guess. I, seriously, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can think. This is of. your fault, Lynn. <laughs> Thanks. You made us crazy. Yeah. Run the disposal with anyway. Water so that's my warm up. Okay. Whew. If anybody wants to come and help dig a trench line in the backyard, we're open to it. Okay. Hey, you'll be around maybe. I just somewhere. want to make the disclosure that I did not help with that. Okay. It's not your fault. Not me. Well, I'm just like I can't. With this. Wasn't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was me. me. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So my warm up is nowhere near that fun. Um, okay. So the Colton's birthday was yesterday, August 1st. Mm-hmm. So you're listening to this on what, the 6th? Mm-hmm. Okay. So on Friday, the 6th. So yesterday on the 1st was Colton's 14th birthday. Crazy. And when you're listening to this on Friday, yeah, you just need to know. I haven't slept since Wednesday <laughs> because Hutton's birthday, his 16th birthday is Wednesday. Woo! So how are you feeling about that? He'll be getting his driver's license at 1130. Hopefully. I mean, I, I don't know why he wouldn't pass. I mean, well, I, watch I mean, out for the yields. You got to yeah. yield. Well, apparently it's an easy <laughs> test. Apparently it's just yeah. one left turn and all oh, the rest right turns and yeah. then he just parks. Easy. I mean, but anyway, um, supposedly that's what we, pe- that's the word on the right, story. Right. But, um, so this past weekend we have been birthday bashing it. Cause that's what happens when your kids' birthdays are close together. Right. You just go for it. Oh my goodness. And poor Chris Jones, I mean, is exhausted. I mean, cause it's just so much, we, we did it on the lake. And so I am not, I don't drive the boat. I don't pull tubers. No. You know, I don't do all of those things. No. Well, that's all they want to do. Want to do, right, right, right. And and it's just exhausting. And then you got to fill up the boat with gas. And mm-hmm. we like we don't like to do the expensive gas at the marina. We like to get gas at the gas station and then haul it down and load it up because it saves a dollar a gallon, which is a lot when you got fifty gallons of gas. Yeah, but then it's like your time. Yeah, yeah, I know. You got to do what you think is best for you. And we we actually had that discussion last night. Which one do we do? But anyway. Um, which one's better? Cause sometimes we will go to the marina if we're just going to get some just, right. to, but it's so hard when you know, I know, and you have these kids that can do it, that can drag things and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, you better work for this boat ride. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to appreciate yeah. it. Um, this boat don't run unless you do. I will say that. So th- yes, all the things completely exhausting. I'm telling you, I, love my kids friends oh they're so nice. the greatest i mean like we had so much fun on saturday Did so they both have friends Sunday, over or two separate days okay 
So Saturday we had Hutton's birthday celebration. It was boys and girls and okay. they were there from like one to nine. Okay. So they were there all day. All day. And then Sunday we had Colton just had um, four friends and they are, they were there from like three, they came at like three and spent the night and I brought them all back Yeah, today. That is a lot. Um, yeah. So we did have a breather and a break right. and a kind of a reset, but, um, they're all just so great. That's good. So it does make it a lot easier, but it's just a lot this week. I mean, are you like feeling sad? He's about to be 16. Are you happy? I feel like you're going to have to be driving a lot less now. I'll be driving a lot less. I'll be sleeping a lot less. I'll be praying a lot more. Is he going to drive to school or no? That's Does the he plan. Have parking spot? So no, sophomores don't have parking spots. Gotcha. So he'll have to park on the street. So we're just going to feel this out right. and see, see, how it goes. see how it goes. Um, we practiced parallel parking the other day. So he's feeling a little, I mean, yeah, this is let, let's, let's be clear. He's feeling overly confident oh. about parallel parking. Um, he doesn't understand that. It's there, harder when there's a car in front of you and behind you. <laughs> and, and there's a car in yeah, the road that's right. trying to get that's, to either school right. or work. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Actually, my nephew offered to come help us. And he said he, he would be in the street behind him honking and yelling bad words. <laughs> Hurry up. I'm trying to. Yeah. Um, creating lots of pressure. Uh, so, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm excited for him. He's very excited about it. Right. It will be nice as far as like running and doing and all yes. of that. But I'm also super, super sad because that time in your car with your yeah, kid I know. is precious and wonderful. It's like they're captive. Yeah. And I'm going to lose all of that. I basically feel like this is so dramatic. Like you're breaking up with him. I feel like he's moving out. <laughs> I feel like he's moving out of my house. I mean, that's how I feel. So. But, like, when he does move out, though, he, he's going to need you a lot. Yeah. He's going to be calling you, Mom! Yeah, I hope so. He will. The disposal's not working. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be like, turn the water on. Make sure it's cold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, to cross train. I do love some cross train. I do, too, and I just love this book. I know. This book was a, this book was a home run. Yeah, I, I think we as needed opposed it, to previous. I, I think we needed it on the heels of the Wonder Woman book. Yeah. So I anyway, I do love this book. All right. So it is called Living with a Seal by Jesse Jesse Itzler. So basically, just a like a really like flyover overview. Basically, yeah. this is Jesse Itzler is a entrepreneur businessman. He's married to married to Sarah Blakely. She owns, created, runs Spanx. Spanx. I mean. Hello. Um, <laughs> um, oh, so sorry. So rude. That's okay. And um, so Jesse essentially was in a, and you learn all this in the book. He essentially went to a race and saw this guy that he did not know who he was. Yeah. Uh, his name is David Goggins. We find out at the end of the book. He puts it in the, doesn't he end up putting it? I think so at the end. I don't know. Like in the credits, like after it's Probably. been published. Well, I don't know because I listened to it. So I don't know. Okay. He put it well, anyway, he um, sees this guy that's phenomenal and a crazy, like a beast of an athlete. And he ends up figuring out, finding out who he was and just throw all that down okay. on the ground. I'll fold it for you. Um, we're talking clothes in, in the ours. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's so many clothes in our recording studio. It's weird. It's very strange. Um, but he ends up like basically tracking this guy down and asking him to move in with him. 
and train him because he's a Navy SEAL. Hello. And y'all, he started out with a blog. He was blogging it and then it turned into an actual book that he published. And he does say at the very beginning, some of these things might not be in the exact order, but all the workouts happened. It all happened. It all happened. It may be just, maybe he went to Boston after like a meeting with whoever, you know? So anyway, um, so anyway, so that's just like a flyover overview of, um, of living with a seal. All right. So the whole premise of Itzler's experiment was to get off autopilot and change his routine, step out of his comfort zone. Do you think his experiment was a good way of doing that? Absolutely. I cannot imagine. I mean, it, I think it was like to the extreme. He basically gave, he said, when seal said, I will move in with you. Yes. He said, I'll move in with you, but you are 100% mine. When I say go, we go. Yeah, you have to do what I say. Exactly what I say. And he said that's the only way that he would do it. Um, so I think that it is a definitely a good way. What Would you Would you ever? Do you well, have I wanted to do this. Autopilot? I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, well, I do think I am pretty good about, like, expanding my horizons. Like, doing new things. You are very good at that. Um, But, I mean... I'm terrible at that. I'm very autopilot with pretty much everything in my life. Hmm. I'm very autopilot when it comes to work, my workouts. Hmm. I'm very autopilot when it comes to my kind of daily routine. That's why summertime shakes me up. Because it's like, oh, we're doing something different. Yeah. And, um, so that's when I realized, oh, I need to do something different more often Yeah, because this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And every week this summer, I would say next week, we're going to get it together. We're going to mm-hmm. get it together. We're going to get a routine. We're going to get it together. And did we ever know? Cause we start school tomorrow. <laughs> we never got it. There's together. always next summer. <laughs> we never, ever got it together. Um, I'm not sure though, that a seal coming to live with me. Is what I really am looking for, though. That is a lot. Yeah, that is. I mean, he. It is definitely to the extreme. Like, there's other things like that he could have done. I feel like to shake things up, but I don't think he, he obviously lives his life not to the extreme. But maybe it is to the extreme. Right. Like he's like, what's the what's the craziest thing I can do? Because he it was born out of like seeing him at that ultra race, being like, I want what he has, right? Um, that drive or whatever. And focus. Um, yeah, and focus. So I just think it's interesting. Like, um, It's almost like an, in my opinion, almost like an addict lifestyle. Yeah. It was like, it's like, I feel like Jesse needs that, uh, that adrenaline. Yeah. And the. I do think he seems to have this drive of like, how do I get to be my best as possible? And part of that is like being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So living with a seal is going to make me do that. Yeah. No, I think you're right. So anyways, yeah. And he probably knew he couldn't make himself do that. And also, in parentheses, I don't think he had any clue what he actually was getting himself into. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he was ready for it. All right, so Seal talks about how the temperature is what you say it is. So there's this part in this book where Jesse is like, hey, dude, it's 16 degrees outside. Don't you want, because Seal would run in teen temperatures with shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. Of course, Jesse is like me. I mean, he has on two double hats, layers, double gloves. Fancy gloves. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, all the gear. He's geared out. 
And um, Seal's like, no, the temperature is what you say, what you say it is. So if you think it's cold, then it's cold. And then he said, well, what if it's hot? He was like, if it's hot, it's hot. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> Which I loved that. I did too. Every minute that was of funny, it. Because yeah. it was like. He's if like, it, it's hot, it's hot. Yeah. Duh. Duh. He's like. <laughs> okay. Um, but if it's cold, it's cold. So what are your thoughts on this concept of the power of the mind? I mean, I feel like I. I mean, I think it's very true just because even like in, you know, in starting my real estate business and like everything or even like with wrestling, like all that's mindset. And I think this is similar to this idea of like if you if you keep thinking like, oh, my gosh, it's so cold. Oh, my gosh, it's so cold. Then it's going to be cold, cold and you're going to be miserable. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's so true. I when we talk about this with our attitude. Yeah. Um. Or with things that are happening among like friends or relationships, um, just not just with my kids, but with adult, with all of us, with adults, yeah. I mean, with jobs, with work. What I always say is talking about it and saying it over and over again is literally throwing gasoline on a fire. Yes. Like we don't need more negativity. Right. We don't need more. This is, right. you know. And we need more, so you need to speak positivity into yeah. it. Because it does, it changes your mindset. Right. Well, and like there's this one book I, I'm listening to like probably for the fifth time, but it's called Psycho-Cybernetics. And basically- You've talked about it a couple yeah, times. It's like, it's like definitely mindset, but he <laughs> his whole thing is like, it's not even just about like being positive. It's just about recognizing what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And then just like, for example, if you're worried about money or whatever- Instead of just being like, money is coming to me, money, he's just like, just say wealth, abundance, just like, just simple words that change like the thought. Because if you think, if you keep thinking like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for this or blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're just like, like you said, putting gas on the, on the fire. So anyways, yeah, I definitely think like, if you just keep thinking, oh my gosh, it's so cold or whatever. Don't you think you know? that's just intentional thinking and living? Yeah, but I don't think it's just that easy. Well, you know no. what I mean? Oh, yeah. No. But I mean, I do think that, it, yeah. that yeah. you just have to be super, Aware. super intentional. Right. Well, because I think in our in our, in our heads, like, I mean, I can run away with a story that is never going to happen. Oh, for You sure. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's where I have to be like, okay, stop. Yeah. Like, that's not reality. Yeah. Like, that's, you're fine. You're I safe. Have, like, you're good. I have full-on conversations with Chris in my head. <laughs> And then I introduce him into it after I'm already very upset and worked up. Yeah. Because I, right. in my head, he has already Our, said yes, things. These things. And I do that with my kids too. And it's, and that's crazy town. I know. Yeah. And it's just, part of it is just even not, I don't even want to say stopping it, just recognizing it right. and being saying, like, just, hold on. Yes. Where are we going here, yeah. girlfriend? And I do think that's kind of what Seal is saying. Yes. yes. Just just stop, right. just recognize what you're thinking. And that actually, actually goes back to autopilot. Right. Like if you're on autopilot, right. be like, Hey, wait, right. I need to. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and I think the whole thing too is like commit. Like if you're going to move forward, if you're going to do something hard, even just like running in the cold, just commit to it. You're going to do it. Like you're going to let go. Like it's not going to help your commitment or you're doing it. But if you just keep talking about how cold it is. Well, it's another quote it. that seal says too. You're not, it's something like, um, you're not done when you quit. You're, you're, you're not like basically like saying you're not done when you quit doing something. You're done when it's finished. Yes. Like if I say I'm going to run six miles. Right. You don't just like quit. Right. And you're done. You're that's not done. 
because right. you haven't finished right you your didn't six finish miles. what you were gonna yeah set out yeah to do. yeah so anyway i think it's good advice good. all right so the day after their first run together which was a very cold v v cold in new york whoo um they ran six miles but anyway seal made itzler do 100 pull-ups <laughs> In any amount of time that he was to complete them. Okay. So they didn't leave the gym until the 100 pull-ups were done. All right. So what did you think about this? I, Do you think it was too intense? Do you think it was crazy? Do you think it was hyperbole? Do you think it actually happened? I think it actually happened. I do too. And had I not read David Goggins' book, The Seals' book, then I may be like, this is, come on. No, I think he, it actually legit happened. I do too. And I just... I just, like, if you were to right now tell me you have to do 100 pull-ups before we leave here, and I would say, well, we're going to be here probably three days. Exactly. You're going to bring some snacks. Yeah. You better, yeah. Yeah. Because. Can you imagine? No. I would be like, um, excuse me? Now, granted, Seal did obviously know. I mean, because he jumped up and did what like 15 right off the bat yes, or something right. or 10 and then dropped and did like 10, 10 more and then he did, it was like doing two yeah and so he kind of said yeah so but after he you know right. jumped up and did a few he was like okay let's do this you can do 100 right crazy yeah yeah i mean no seal wouldn't even want to wait for me to do it no okay so <laughs> my dad is um a, like a pull-up guy I mean, he's 76 years old and he still does pull-ups. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, he's just a pull-up. He thinks it's the best body weight exercise you can do, period. Yeah, probably. So he uh, challenges all of the kid, all the grandkids. kids. <laughs> like if, when they can do 10 in a row, he like gives them money. Oh. <laughs> so they've all, so two of them have done it. I don't know if my kids have even caught on that this is what's happening. They need to, they need to talk to him about it. But cause I really do think that Colton can do 10 in a row. But anyway, yeah. so this really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. It made me really want to try it. Like if I could do 100 in a day, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know I could. I couldn't do anything the next day. Like, cause I can't even do one. So how could I be doing a hundred? A hundred in a yeah. day. We're going to try it. We're going to, we're going to try to do one. Okay. We should set a goal. Ten in a day? Like in a day? Ten in a day. We could do that. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna figure something out here. All but right. I need to do one first. That's another that's another discussion question when we get there. Yeah. All right. So um in between the crazy workouts and the bits of wisdom from Sill, Itzler shares stories about his business, his time in the music industry, his jet businesses and other endeavors, and his wife Sarah Blakely and her business of Spanx. Did you like how he did this? Like with all of his intermixings of kind of his life yeah because i think it their lives are actually pretty similar just in terms of like the pursuit of whatever they were trying to do because it's sort of me i mean just how he almost willed stuff to happen mm-hmm. and i was like the confidence that he has to have like he is fully sold on himself like that he can make it happen yeah and i was just like oh, have you ever I heard him that. talk uh no just on like instagram or whatever okay well then you've heard him talk yeah well on um i've listened to a couple podcasts with him yeah and it's very he is such he's not he doesn't feel who i thought he was gonna feel like he's just kind of like a i don't know like kind of a squirrely little fella yeah i mean not really he's obviously a beast and can do right pull-ups in a day but i'm just saying it's just funny because when you think that he started out being a rapper, 
I know. And I didn't know that. I knew about his jet business just because that's how kind of how her, she, he and Sarah yeah, met. how they met. But I didn't know about the rapper. Yeah. And the coconut water. Did yeah, you know that? I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, there's this guy, y'all, is a crazy, amazing entrepreneur. So that's what makes this book. If, if you're kind of thinking, I don't care anything about working out. I don't care anything about these challenges. That's not really what this yeah, book is about. It's not. It's. It's yeah. it's a very interesting story about his entrepreneurship. But anyway, all right. So it's a good time to talk about this. Are you going to steal any of the workouts? Well, there was that one that was like they did 10 push-ups on the minute every minute for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if I just started with one and I did, or like two? Because I, I couldn't do 10 on the minute for 20 minutes. You're going to do, let's start out with five. But I don't think, I can't do five good ones. Well, who cares? Put you your knees I mean? down. Well, I mean, then I could do 10. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I want to well, do like do a legit push-up. Okay. Do three push-ups every minute on the minute for 20 minutes. That's only 60 push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> the way she looks at me. <laughs> That's only 60 push-ups, Haley. You can do it. I, I just. You know, another one. Like, I'm a strong person, but like body weight stuff. So maybe I'm not that strong. Like, I mean, I can throw weight around, but like push-ups, pull, I mean, pull-ups, we already discussed yeah, this. pull-ups are down. I mean, I but, can squat a lot, but what does okay, that mean? Come on. We're talking positive thinking. Well, I'm Three just. Three push-ups on the minute for 20 minutes. Hey, right. hey, be on the lookout for some workout of the week info yeah. on this. Yeah. So we may be pulling some. There were some treadmill workouts in there I wanted to do. Well, he also does the one, I don't remember if it was in the, um, this book or in his book, Yeah, Can't Hurt Me, where he, you do one push-up and then wait and then two push-ups and you go all the way to 15 yes, and back down. Yes, and then back down. Yeah. I, I actually used to do that on the regular. Now oh. that's way more doable than 10 every minute for 20 yeah. minutes. But anyway, so we'll, we'll post, just we be on the lookout yes. for the Joneser size. Um, uh, workout of the week. Yeah, yeah. All right. So it was briefly discussed yet very powerful when Sarah Blakely's view of money was expressed. All right. So in short, and I'm sure people have heard this before. I don't think she's the one that came up with this, yeah. but basically if you are a good person before mm -hmm. you had money, you will be an even better person. If you are a charitable person before you had money, you will be even more charitable. Mm -hmm. If you were a jerk, yeah. Before you had money, you were going to be an even bigger jerk. Just so like basically, amplifies yes. it. Yeah. So basically money puts a magnifying glass on your character. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yes. Do you know of anyone? You don't have any names, but can you think of anyone like this? I mean. That came into money. You know what it reminded me of? What? All of those reality shows when people win the lottery. Yeah. And they were not very in like smart with their money and they didn't Before, have very much Yeah, and you gave them a ton yeah, and they weren't very smart with their money. Yeah. And they like literally lost all of it. Well, when you lose, you know, a hundred million, right. That feels a lot bigger than a hundred dollars. Right. But it was the same. Yeah. It's the same. It's just, and so I just was like, she's exactly right. I mean, I don't think it takes yeah. a, Rocket scientist to figure that out but yeah no i i think well and i just think that there's i mean my money like um like not that i grew up like thinking badly about money but i guess I, like the mindset was just like it's never here there's never enough blah 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 
And like, um, or like it's evil to have money. Like it's oh, bad. You're bad if you've got if you're money. bad if you have money or like only greedy people have money or whatever. And I listened to this podcast. It's called the Chris Harder show. And he, his whole thing is like when good people make good money, they do great things. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that. Like, I do think that if like what she's saying, if you are already charitable and you have no money mm-hmm. and when you have money, you're going to be even more charitable. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. I, I don't think, that was awesome. and I don't think that I think that I worked with people. I have worked with people in the past that have always had the attitude of, well, when I make more money, yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll be happy when I make more money. We'll have kids. When I make more money, mm-hmm. we'll, you know, you know, everything will be fine in our relationship with my spouse or whatever. And even when I was like in my twenties, I always thought that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's not making, I mean, now don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, obviously th- when you, when finances are, stressful. Yeah. That's stressful. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's stressful. There, there is, but I'm, I, there's a difference between being stressed right, and being a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, cause you can be stressed out, but, um, cause it is, it's very, it's very stressful, but I think she's right. I, I just, and I, I, I kind of love that someone with a lot of money um, right. that, I, and they have not always had a lot of money. I mean, Jesse Itzler, obviously he was a rapper. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you know, come on now, y'all. Right. He was really, have you, oh, just pull up some lyrics. That's just all I've got to mm-hmm. say. Um, all right. So Seal talked about how his New Year's goals were to be better tomorrow, doing the same things he did today. Okay. What do you think about that? Like, how does that make sense? Uh, I mean. Is that, I, is that a riddle twisted up in a. No, I mean, I guess he's just trying to constantly improve. But like he, I think he also is like very not, I don't want to say simple, but like he is like he, yeah, I don't know. It's not like he is, it's weird because Jesse is obviously trying to build these like business empires. And, um, but, but like to me, Seal is like just, I don't know if he's trying to be better at push ups or like what he's trying to be better at. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I think it's cool because I mean, that's just basically saying, Every day I'm getting better. Every day I'm growing. But I also think there's more to Seal. And I obviously you know this because you've read yeah. his book. There's more to him than just. Yeah. Well, and he's like super charitable. And he does all this crazy stuff for different causes or whatever. So, I mean, I think that that. And I think that he. Really I think he's very focused. So, I think he can say, do better tomorrow what I did today just because he is like super intentional about what he wants to do and how he wants to spend his time. So right. he is extremely focused. He is a, a crazy focus. Yeah. Like almost like like yeah. I mean almost like autism spectrum focus. Well, like you know, even like, whenever he had an opportunity for like to be a like get a sponsorship mm-hmm. with that coconut water or whatever it was, he be, was like, be, no, uh, not interested. Yeah. He just didn't want anything to distract him. Yeah. And in my opinion, that is a hyper, hyper self-awareness. Yes. That he is like, that's not. Yeah. That's not on, that's not in my plan or my goal. It's not in my thing. And it's not what I'm, what I'm good at. Right. I would be distracted. That would distract me. Right. And so I think um, kind of like at the very beginning of the book, of course, Jesse says, 
you know, I'm not telling anyone to do these things. And Seal wouldn't tell you, like he wouldn't right. come into my house and have me do the same thing. Right, that, yeah. Because we're obviously different, different athletically right. and all that kind of stuff. But I think the whole point of it, and I think what the point of this quote is, be better tomorrow doing the same thing you, he did today, you do today, is that my today is different than your today. Right. So instead of like me saying, tomorrow I'm going to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to happen. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not going to bust out 26.2 miles tomorrow. I mean, I could walk and run it maybe. I yeah, don't know. You I, could. I was like, yeah, you could. You could. Or, you know, go and squat 400 pounds tomorrow. That's yeah. maybe a better. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, probably never. No. But I mean, I but I can set a goal of, hey, I did 25 squats today or I read 10 pages in a book today. Tomorrow I can read 12 pages in a book or I can spend more time outside or whatever that would make yeah. me. Um, or more time talking to your kids or more time spending time with your spouse. I mean, there's more time with fitness magic, more time with fitness magic, more time with Jen's. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So it's lives what one would call a life of luxury and still lives what one would call a life of simplicity. Haley's kind of mentioned how to talk about this. How do you feel? Well, you've kind of mentioned this, how you feel about their lives on different ends of the spectrum. Kind of that they're similar. Oh, but the not. Yeah, they are. I mean, I think that they are very similar. They just manifest in a different way. Right. They're both hyper-focused. Which one would you want to be on? The simplicity or the... Oh, I want to be like a mogul. Like, I want to be like Jesse Itzler. I want to be like Sarah Blakely. Yeah. So that's where I'm just like, oh my gosh. Because he just willed stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Blakely did that too. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, that confidence they both had. But like, you could say that about Seal too. But it's like in a different way. Like whenever he was trying to get into um, the military and he dropped like, I don't know, a crazy amount of weight in like a super short amount of time because he was just super hyper-focused and like this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I just want that like power of prediction of like, I'm going to do this. It will happen. Yeah. Um, If I will recommend, if you are going to read this book, read um, David Goggins' book too. Yeah. In tandem. Read them both. What's it called? Finding Ultra? Or is that Rich Roll? That's Rich Roll. No, Can't Hurt Me. Oh, Can't Hurt Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't Hurt Me is David Goggins' book. Um, Jesse was on Rich Roll's podcast, and so was David. Oh, okay. So, actually, Rich Roll is the one that told Chris and I about these books. Oh. So. um, There you go. There we go. So, because we got got on Finding Ultra, we met Rich Roll. Not really. You know, we found out about him. Anyway, that's what, that's the path of all this. Got it. Okay. So, anyway, that's how we were. I mean, which one appeals to you? Honestly, the simplicity one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, it maybe right, appeals to me because right now, like when I say now, I mean like literally this second. Yeah. Er, things feel so overwhelming. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I'm like, so I'm, I'm kind of at the beginning of the school year. We talked about this last week in, in the, the back to school session, the back to school um, episode. I really do view August as the beginning of the year. Yeah. Like I'm almost more of a, I don't really set a ton of, there's January is like, okay, yeah, new year, hooray, whatever. But now is where I really am kind of like, okay, like I reset and refocus and try to kind of peel back and simplify and like 
you know, get down to the things that are super important to me, like time and, um, and relationships and like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I start to like really think about those things more. So yeah, I don't think I want to be a mogul, but I, but I don't know if I could ever be seal because I'm not like that at all. You cannot put me in a chair, Haley, and make me sleep. I'm just telling you that right now. Well, that's I need a special psychotic about his uh, his, discomfort. Yeah, and like he likes discomfort. Yeah, yeah, because it. Yeah, getting out of his comfort zone is where he finds growth, which is true. Great, I don't disagree with that. But I'm not going to sleep in a chair. Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, I travel around with a pillow that weighs (laughs) 20 pounds. I mean, you know, come on now. I'm not going to sleep in a chair. Um, all right. So I think the last question is basically just kind of about Sarah Blakely and Jesse Itzler. Um, and because and I kind of waited for this for the last because Haley loves Sarah Blakely. Yes. I so, love her. so do you think because in this in this book, because in this book, they only have one kid. Yeah. Um, they now have four. They have four now. So um, so do you think his portrayal of their relationship is actual real life. Like, do you think they really do have a great relationship? I think so. And how in the world do you think they do? I think they have a lot of hope. Heck yeah. And their house y'all get on. If you just follow Sarah Blakely on Instagram, you get to see inside their house. Yeah, It's insane. It's amazing. Yeah. Her gym. Hashtag goals. I mean, yeah. So she's um, here in Atlanta, no, right? I think That's they, the main house. Yeah. Yes. I think. I, I believe. Yeah. They. Uh, no, I think they are like really well matched. I think so too. I think they get each other. Yeah. I would say they're probably. But they are super different. Like she'll make fun of him because he's like on all this like fruit, eating all this fruit, blah, blah, blah. Fruit and she's like, fruit here's before my. Noon. Yes. Fruit before noon. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, I have my uh, Cheez-Its and my, you know what I mean? So they are like their own person, but I think they're well-matched. I think they are too. I think you couldn't have two Jessies. No. And you couldn't have two Sarahs. No. No. So, um, so way back over, well over a year ago, and we'll talk about this more in a couple of weeks at our year episode. Yeah. Yeah. But way back when, when Haley and I were like tossing around doing the podcast what will we name it she was like well you know Spanx is a play yes. on the word yes we gotta do a play on the word of something yes. so Spanx was Haley's inspiration for uh, yeah. for us even naming Jones or size so anyway but yeah. all right so anything else any other final thoughts on the book just go listen to it go read it it's really good it is good if you do listen to it, it does have language of your or if you read it, it has language oh, does it? it's a lot yeah it's a lot of f words a lot of mfers like that's the only way that, notice that that's the only way that seal talks um to um to you <laughs> to people that's his word it's probably not one that you listen to in the car with your kids i will uh, say that no definitely not all right um all right so our next cross training book you want to talk about it yes it's called the checklist manifesto by a tool go on day and we will be discussing it September 3rd. And basically, this was a recommendation from a friend. And so it's basically um, this guy is a surgeon and he finds a remedy for some of the like biggest challenges. And so this, this, the story is 
um, this, this idea of a checklist and how checklists have basically made places safer. So for example, um, he, there are riveting stories that like, for example, in Austria where an emergency checklist saved a drowning victim who had spent half an hour underwater to a story in Michigan where a cleanliness checklist in an intensive care unit virtually eliminated a type of deadly hospital infection. So in the book, he's explaining how checklists actually work to prompt striking and immediate improvements. And he follows the checklist revolution into fields well beyond medicine, from homeland security to investment banking, skyscraper, skyscraper construction, and businesses of all kinds. This is an intellectual adventure in which lives are lost and saved, and one simple idea makes a tremendous difference. Um, you had me at checklist. <laughs> I know. Let's I'm excited. Just put it that way. So yeah, I'm pretty. I am pumped. Uh, I'm pretty pumped. It's gonna be great. All right. So that's September third. Um, yeah, yeah. September. We have a, a fitness magic episode rolling Coming up. up. Yeah. And um, so I think those are all of our housekeeping things. You ready yeah, to finish it finish up? It what you finishing with? Um, I'm finishing with. Um, well, I recently realized that if you have Hulu, you can watch shows without commercials. Whoop whoop. Like, for example, The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Or, Coming on tonight. I know, right? Have oh, you caught up? Yeah, I'm caught okay. up. I mean, do you... I, I just need someone to help her get dressed. I'm, a, get dressed and B, like, have an opinion. Because she loves mm-hmm. everyone. And I'm like, I don't even understand you at all. Well, I feel like I got... Um, this has nothing to do with my finisher. But I feel like on that, the men tell all when Tasha was like... Telling Andrew, you uh, deserve to have love. And I was like, oh, please you're about to announce him yeah. as a bachelor. And mm-hmm. they didn't. And I was like, sad about it. Yeah, but anyways, uh, anyway, that's that could be thing. something great that could come out of this season. Yes, yes. Anyhow. The only um, thing great. But anyway. <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> uh, my finisher, though, is Hulu. And, uh, you know, I love Married at First Sight. We are two weeks into the newest season, and it is so good. This one girl, she gets married to a bald man, and she doesn't like bald men. Like, her one thing was, I do not want to be married to a bald man. She turns around the corner. Dang, Mr. Queen is standing at the end. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, anyways, uh, it's so good. It's fascinating, but there's old seasons of Married at First Sight on On Hulu, Hulu. and you can watch Without the commercials. Okay. All right. I, I might back it up. I'm a, I'm towards the end of all of my reality television. Go right to now. a newer season though. Let uh, me do, if you watch it on Hulu, do a newer season because these this older season I've started, they haven't. It's not sophisticated enough. Okay. Okay. Anyways. So maybe start the one I, you're watching now. Yes. Okay. Got it. I'm down. All right. So I am finishing up with everybody needs to go out and buy a bucket hat. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. <laughs> um, they. Shield your face yeah, from all do. the sun. Yeah, they do. Because coming from a 43-year-old woman that doesn't want to look like a 53-year-old woman yeah. as a 43-year-old, A. You need to stop smoking, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Put down your cigarettes. Okay, B, I really don't want skin cancer. Yeah. And so the bucket hat is amazing. It covers your face. It yeah. covers your neck. It's not just a cap because if you wear the cap, it comes in on the side. Right. And then you have like what I have. The sunspots. The lovely the, sunspots right yeah. here. So anyway, get yourself a bucket hat. I have two different two different bucket hats. I'm about to buy a third. I have a cheap one from Costco. 
And that's my least favorite. Yeah. Okay. I have a North Face one. First of all, you can get your size. So it's like small, medium, medium, large, oh, large, extra large. Really? Yeah. Cause I have a very miniature head. And so, and then you can tighten it up. It has the air flow. Where is it? Um, not in your closet. No, it's not my closet. Um, so there's that. And then, then I want to get a third one. I need some spirit wear bucket hat mm. wear. So, cause I have my Maribel caps. But now you want a Maribel. But now I want a Maribel bucket hat. So I need an M on my bucket hat. Lauren got one for her dad for, um, I don't remember what, for his birthday. For Where Father's Day. Where did you get that at? Pokies? Pokies, yeah. She got him one for her Father's Day. And so I'm going to have to run in there. and Because I think she brought the hat and then they just put the Maribel on oh, it. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So I think I, I'm going to find one and get a Maribel bucket hat. I am obsessed. Will you wear this at football games or what? where will you wear this? Just everywhere. Track, cross country, football, anytime I'm outside. Got now, it. football, probably not because it starts at 730. And yeah, you the don't sun, really. You know, whatever. Yeah. I don't really need it as much. But like scrimmages, jamboree, those kinds yeah. of things. I feel like a bucket hat, I was really anti them until now. And now I'm like, I need a bucket hat. Like, it needs to cover everything. Yeah, it really does. Do it now. Do don't it wait till you're, now. Don't wait till you're 40. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, all the track coaches, not all of them, but most of them wear bucket hats. And I, it just became like this thing that we all wanted to do. And so... Um, normally I just wear it to walk my dog and to be on the water, but I'm yeah. thinking I'm, I can go out I'll in public in a, in a bucket hat. Anyway, so get yourself a bucket hat. Get yourself a bucket hat. Yeah. Protect your face. Protect your face. Alrighty. Um, y'all have an awesome weekend. Good luck back at school. Yeah, it's going to be great. Go read a book. Tell us about it. 10 push-ups it. on a minute, every minute for 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of push-ups. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right, y'all. That's all for Jones and Sizing. <laughs>